Today is a very special day, Ken. Why is that? Today, you will learn about the silent H. Really? Yes, really. The key to the German language? Exactly. Well, a key to the German language. Wait, you mean there are more keys? I'd say there's a whole set of keys. Ah, oh, man. Why'd you make me think there was only one key? Well, I thought it might be more exciting. More mysterious. That's a little disappointing, Friedel. <laughs> Come on, Ken. You never stop learning. Even after you're dead? Maybe. So, what will they write on your gravestone? Hmm. Well, maybe... Hier ruht Kommerzialrat Dr. Friedrich Meyerhofer, ein Meister der deutschen Sprache. Very respectful. And, uh, und hier ruht Kenneth B. Sweet. <laughs> He was known to say, the super German jetzt way to unlock the German language is to turn the keys to the German language forever. Let's do it! Stammtisch. Learn super German jetzt, jetzt. All right, what's all the fuss about the silent H? Well, the silent H in German, das stumme H, is a so-called Dehnungszeichen. Gesundheit. Now that's a word to reckon with. It sure is, Ken. Dehnungszeichen is a stretching character. It denotes the length of a vowel. Aha. Uh -huh. The key is that the silent H makes the vowel sound long. Easy, Ken. The silent H doesn't produce the length. It emphasizes it for the reader. What the heck? Let me give you some examples of your new friend, dem stummen H. Most of the time, the silent H comes before L, as in fehlen. That's uh, to lack, to miss. Spell that for me. F-E-H-L-E-N. Fehlen. That is the verb for lack or miss? Yes. But let's give more examples of the silent H before certain letters. So before L as in fehlen and then before M as in nehmen, that's N-E-H-M-E-N, -E -E which means to take. Okay. And before N as in zahn, C-A-H-N, or the tooth. Die Zahne, the teeth. Die Zähne, umlaut. Zähne. <laughs> yes, Ken, but focus on the H. Sorry. It's okay. So, we have it before L, fehlen, M, nehmen, N, zahn, and lastly, the R, like in Lehrer. That's me, Ken. I know that word. Lehrer is teacher. Correct. L-E-R-E-R. -E -E Where's the silent H, Ken? You didn't hear me say it because it was silent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that wasn't funny. Here's the correct spelling for teacher. L-E-H-R-E-R. -E -E Good. So, Naaman, N-E-H-M-E-N, meaning to take, has the silent H. It does. And that makes the sound longer. Nehmen. Well, maybe not that long of a vowel sound. Nehmen. In English, we have the long vowel rules, you know, short and long vowels. Um, like tree is a long E and nest is a short E. Ah, yes. Maybe I can learn these rules to help my English. Nah, you're great, other than your pronunciation of the word vowel. Yeah, well, I admit that is a hard word to say for me. What is eine Eule in English? An owl. Now add a V sound in front of that. V. Vowel. Good, yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to business. You said Naaman 
which is the verb meaning to take, has a long E. And you know that because you see the silent H. So instead of shorty, nehmen, we know it's nehmen. Perfect, Ken. I'm glad you are paying attention. Thanks. Maybe it's time for a little history, Ken. Oh, lovely. Would you care for a spot of brandy in your Earl Grey? Let me light my pipe. Early New High German, or as we say, Frühneuhochdeutsch, is signified around 1350 to 1650. Some may say it coincides with the invention of movable type on the printing press in the 1450s. During the aforementioned period, we began to see the use of the letter H to mark a lengthening of a preceding vowel. It is not the only such marker. A doubling of the vowel letter or simply its position may do the same. For example, das Meer, M-E-E-R. But there's also Meer, M-E-H-R. I do recall those two from an earlier lesson. Das Meer is the ocean, and Meer, M-E-H-R, translates to more. These two homonyms both have the long E sound. Good show, old chap. Now, here's the weird part, Ken. It's already weird. But do you want to get really weird? Yes. Good. There may be a whole lot of words that have a stummes H, but there are way more without it, without the stretching character that still have a stretched vowel. Okay, good vowel pronunciation, by the way. Well, thank you. Let's say malen, to paint, or holen, to fetch, or krone, that's a crown. K-R-O-N-E. No silent H here. Wait a second. You're telling me the key to the silent H is there are words without the silent H? I don't get it. What's the point of the darn silent H then? I'm jiggling the key in the lock, but the door isn't open in Friedel. Well, maybe it's time for a little history, Ken. Let me light my pipe. Oh crap, here we go again. I should put a little brandy in me Earl Grey. History is always a bit disturbing at first. Other languages, including English, French and Italian, also use this device. For example, the two interjections, the letter O alone and the word spelled O-H, have different uses. In today's English, O-H is an interjection used to express a range of emotions, including pain, sorrow, hesitation and recognition. Oh. Yes, that is the correct use, Ken. The other O without the silent H, though, most people will never have use for it. O is used in poetic apostrophe, always preceding the name of the person being formally addressed, as in, tell me, O muse, of that ingenious hero who traveled far and wide after he had sacked the famous town of Troy. Oh, is that from the Odyssey? I'm sorry, that's not funny. The Odyssey. <laughs> yes, Ken. So the silent H does have a history of indicating a change as in O muse versus with the H. Oh. 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 So the letter H historically was used to signify vowel change. And what you're saying is that without it, uh, well, I'm not sure exactly what you're saying here, but... Ah, uh, fudge it. I just want to learn German, not history. Screw history. Yeah, screw it. 
Yeah, screw it. <laughs> All right. Well, if anything, at least I think I have a better idea now how the H signifies the sound change, like the Naaman thing you spoke on. From now on, if I see the silent H, it lets me know to pronounce the preceding vowel sound longer. That indicator makes sense to me and is something practical. Großartig. On a side note, uh, you know the SZ or scharfes S? Oh yeah, that fancy B looking S, like in the word for hot. Yeah, the scharfes S also indicates that the preceding vowel is long. For example, Straße, which is street, or Maß, which is measure, versus Masse. Masse is amount. It's spelled M-A-S-S-E. And that's a short vowel sound. So, Straße, Masse. Straße, Masse. Mm -hmm. Neat. And I'm feeling generous, so here is some bonus knowledge. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. A doubled consonant after a vowel indicates that the vowel is short, while a single consonant often indicates the vowel is long. Here's an example. The word for comb is spelled K-A-M-M, double M, so it has a short vowel. Der kam. Der kam. Yes, der kam. Two consonants equaling a short vowel, but the word for came or the simple past of the verb common is K-A-M, kam. Kam has a single M, so it has a long vowel. K-A-M, kam versus K-A-M-M, kam. Sehr, sehr interessant. Yes, indeed. So, I'm sure you know these two words for train. Zug and also Bahn. Yeah, like uh, der Bahnhof is the train station. Bahn, that has a silent H. Yes, gut kennen. Bahn, B-A-H-N. Now, there's a similar word that means hex. That's Bahn, B-A-N-N. Two N's, so it's a short vowel sound. Yes, it has double consonants. N-N, B-A-N-N, Bahn versus B-A-H-N, Bahn. Cool. Let me think. Uh, oh, hello. Hallo is two consonants after the vowel, so it's short. Hallo. Oh, guten Tag. <laughs> Do you remember the verb for chopping a tree down? Yeah. It's uh, felon. Two L's, so short vowel. And from earlier, we had a silent H word that sounds similar. Fehlen. F-E-H-L-E-N. Which we know is the long vowel. Cool. What does that word fehlen with a silent H mean? Oh, it's the Zeitwort meaning to lack or to be missing. Uh, don't you remember? I used it as an example in the beginning. Oh, crap. My brain is missing. Yeah, dein Gehirn fehlt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here it is on the floor. It must have fallen out. Ah, danke. Bitteschön. You did a good job today, my young apprentice. Well, thank you for the sweet lesson, Professor Friedel Meyerhofer. You are very welcome, Kenneth B. Sweet. And since you did so well, you can see how the demon of the silent age has faded away. <sighs> But he will be back. <laughs> Stammtisch. Stammtisch.